0: As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically-researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Shoes has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com.
1: 14 and 94, those were three bad Democratic years when there was a Democrat in the White House. 18 and 6, when there were Republicans in the White House. So you can see where we are. So where are we right now uh, with the new NBC News poll? The wrong track sitting at 75 percent. This is obviously in shellacking territory. But when you have 75 percent wrong track, that's how you end up with nominees that people in Washington don't.
0: Hmm. Oh, so yesterday, way crazy, way crazy. So. We had the big primaries yesterday. Welcome to the show, Dana Lash, here with you. Happy Wednesday! And I sent you out, and I'll and and I'll. I usually don't cover primaries super extensively, but the reason that you saw all of these people covering primaries the way that they did is for one particular reason. It is the first measure of Trump's coattails. I, well, mm, kind of uh, the first measure of Trump's coattails post Trump in the White House. And so it's a, still kind of like a weird, uh, you know, it's like a, it's just like a weird kind of, you know, period era. However you want to talk about it. It's just weird. Everyone's trying to figure out the lay of the land. And that's why these were as closely covered as they were. And I think that there's some there's some important things here. And we're going to go over a couple of that. Uh, in addition, we have a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Some of the latest with regards to tech. Also, the a couple of other things here. The Twitter, well, you've been watching the Twitter stuff. Also, there was a new Hunter Biden email dump. They had hundred over 120,000 of these emails that were uploaded last night. And it was... Well, they're searchable, so you can go and have fun and have yourself a nice little beach read, right? Have a nice little beach read this summer. So we're going to get into all of that as well. But first and foremost, so last night, Pennsylvania is still too close to call. Well, basically what it is is whenever it is, uh, whenever you got, what is it, like between uh, one point and a half of a percentage point, then that triggers their... Uh, recount, So they're going to have to they're going to have to do all of that because it was really, really close. And a lot of people are wondering, well, how close would it have been if Kathy Barnett had not been involved? Whatever. It's a weird primary because everybody and I was listening to some of the some of the discussion last night. People were saying, well, you know, all of them are really kind of MAGA candidates. I will say this because it needs to be said. Trump's Achilles heel is his own personnel some of the people who are advising him as to what endorsements to make, I kind of wonder if they're actually working against him as opposed to working for him. Because some of the recommendations that are given to him for candidates are recommendations that Joe Biden would give. For real. And I kind of wonder if there's... I mean, I I said this last night. I was having a conversation with a friend. I said if I wanted to try to diminish... Uh, and make it look like Trump wasn't influential, I would be advising him to back bad candidates that can barely pull out a primary win. That's what I would be doing. Just saying. Not everybody is a superhero, okay? We don't have, like, you know, we don't have perfect people, but that's his Achilles his Achilles heel. So this, I, a couple of this, a couple of things here. So in Pennsylvania, it's basically Oz versus McCormick at this point, right? I mean, there's still... They're still kind of weighing in on that, waiting for, I guess they're doing the recount. Uh, They're waiting to see who wins on that because that could have, you know, every Senate seat counts. Every Senate seat is incredibly important. And I am not an Oz fan. Uh, I was kind of ambivalent about it, although, and I didn't really follow it. And then I started seeing articles about his past. Very, Very, He was very, very vociferously in favor of gun control. And this is a guy who wrote all these columns. We talked about this. He was getting paid for these columns up until like very recently, too. So he was having, he was basically having these editorials co written for him, ghost authored for him, you could say. And they were calling for New Zealand style gun control and all of this other stuff. And he didn't really have any problems with any of that until he started running for. Office and he didn't object to Any of them until someone brought it up Online and then he and and I got Aggravated a lot of the conservative Commentary because I see all of these stupid Nothing interviews with him done by these so Called conservative talking heads and All of these people are throwing Softballs this is one of the things I cannot stand about either Side but I really get aggravated when It's the right there are too few people that ask Too hard questions because everybody is so Hard up for an invitation to a cocktail Party to D.C. And I'm not joking Like that you ought to see Like some of the CPAC stuff There's a reason why I don't I don't like to go to the cocktail stuff And I don't like to hang out in DC Because I cannot stand these redacted people I cannot I cannot deal with the BS I am an absolute bitch I can't deal with it I'm not there to make friends with anybody These are people who are like Supposed to work for us Why do I want to go and be like All buddy buddy with them I'm not a lobbyist Just do your damn job I shouldn't have to go to DC And kiss your butt I can't stand this And there are so many people and I know some of some of my friends and I I see what they do. They're like they'll be hesitant to ask a tough question or to write a tough article because they are terrified about not being invited to, you know, that particular candidate. If that candidate is hosting something at Mar-a-Lago because they want to be pictured by the pool. They want to be pictured in D.C. They want to be pictured at this restaurant with this person. They don't want to lose the access and there are a lot of people in the conservative sphere That back channel are really tummy with these people And it's weird to me That's what, one of the reasons why I'm kind of Considered a mean girl Because I don't like it I don't like it, I don't do it And I never have I don't work as a consultant back channel I don't do that with people In fact I get really infuriated about it When, when I'm asked So that's, that's one of the reasons why I have the rep I do, at least in certain circles, because I just don't do that stuff. And I'm, wonder, I'm like watching some of these interviews with these cats, and I'm like watching interviews with Oz. I'm thinking, why are you not asking him hard questions? You're not going to ask him about his previous support for, quote unquote, transgender care? You're not going to ask this guy why he supports red flag laws or why he thinks that commonly owned semi-automatic rifles ought to be banned? Like what award are you trying to get Mr. or Ms. congeniality? It's bizarre to me. And then these people call themselves thought leaders in the conservative sphere. It's weird. So you have Oz who is this, he's, he's, he's pushing, uh, he was pushing himself as like the 2A candidate and he got Trump's endorsement. Like I said, I think some of the people advising Trump are Trump's Achilles heel. I really do. I, I, and I think that they're trying to m- represent themselves as being super helpful and you know, they seem to have his good, his, in, you know, his intentions, uh, you know, his best intentions as their motivation. But it's just, it's weird. I don't know why anybody, I mean, and look, I don't know a lot about McCormick and I don't really know a lot about Kathy Barnett either. I think some of the attacks on her were real weird. Uh, but Oz, dude, I mean, it's, you know, you're, re- you're either are or you're not So I, it's just out. Anyway, so they're neck and neck. We don't know who's going to be, we really don't know who's going to be pulling out on that yet. So we'll see. We keep an eye on it. That John Fetterman dude, he's indistinguishable from Oz on guns. So either way, I mean, if Oz wins or Fetterman wins, Pennsylvania will get themselves an anti-gun senator. You know that much. This guy just got a pacemaker and he won his primary seat right after that. He's got me blocked on Twitter. He called me like a name one time. Like he went off of me and called me a B and all this other stuff. Then he blocked me. I'm like, okay, I don't even know who you are, but all right. So, and then you have, uh, I'll open this up. This was really busy in Pennsylvania last night. Good grief. And then you have Doug Mastriano. So the media is going to go after him. This is what you're going to see happen. So this dude won the Republican primary for governor. I don't know a lot about Mastriano. I mean, he seems like he's conservative. This is what, and sidebar, this is also one of the reasons I don't really like endorsing except in states where I live or races where I personally know people involved or where grassroots people that I know and trust and have known for years are like, look, Dana, here's the, here's the 411 on this. Um, because I just think it's your responsibility. It's not my responsibility to tell you who to vote for. I'll tell you, you know, the garbage about these candidates, but you ultimately have to make that decision. I don't believe in welfare uh, politics. I don't believe in outsourcing who you're going to vote for by just listening to. Let's see what the talking heads say. That's your responsibility. You are a citizen. That is your privilege and your right. And you should take it seriously. So, like I said, I don't know a lot about Mastriano. What I do know is that the media hates him. And that gets me interested because they say he's one let me pull this up. They say he's he was there apparently at the rally on January 6th and that he believed in voter fraud and so apparently that was just enough to make everybody upset. And we'll talk a little bit more about this, but they're going I already see what the media is going to do. They're going to try to frame all of the GOP with this guy and I'm just The GOP can be really bad at fighting back in a lot of instances. So it was really, really busy in Pennsylvania last night. It's a really... Pennsylvania was just... It was a very interesting look. It was a very interesting... uh, I I, I think a a very uh, odd kind of post-Trump measure, right? So, and we'll... You know, we'll kind of, we'll kind of see. They've been very, very busy in Pennsylvania. But yeah, the Mastriano, he announced his candidacy in January. And Trump endorsed him. And so we'll see. But they're, they're now, now's the time they're going to really go after him. All right. So North Carolina, uh, what's his face? Madison Cawthorn is out. I'm not a fan of Madison Cawthorn. Uh, I'm not a fan of Madison Cawthorn uh, for a couple of reasons. One of them is, I don't know what the hell he did in D.C. What did he do at this time in D.C.? When I hear more about a candidate's antics, and I hear more about them running their mouths than I do about them raising hell over legislation, pushing legislation, um, there were a lot of freshmen, and I like to use Lauren uh, Boebert as an example. Everyone thinks that she is like this firebrand. She is. And everyone thinks that she runs her mouth and all this stuff. But one of the things that Lauren Boebert does is Lauren Boebert actually authors legislation and she actually goes and she does her job and she tries to get people to support good pieces of legislation. Like the latest thing she has out there is that Hunter Act that was, which is one of the funniest named bills I've ever read in my life. And that's about the, uh, the crack pipes, right? Because the government's given legit Washington free beacon wrote the story, giving everybody out crack pipes. And it's, It's hysterical that she named it the Hunter Act, and I love the fact that Democrats are going to have to say it by name in committee. It's hysterical, but she's a freshman, and I think that she very unfairly got hit with a lot of criticism just because she says her mind. She doesn't focus group her statements, and she 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 says stuff like "you all think it" and "you all talk about it over your kitchen table," but she actually gets up there and she writes. She does her job. She writes legislation. She, you know. Uh, works on getting support for various issues so they can advance whatever bill out of committee and et cetera, you know, XYZ. I don't know of anything that Cawthorn has done like that. It's, I mean, some of these people get elected into office and they treat it like a cable news contributorship. Except, you know, without the naked dry humping of your friend's face in a video that comes out later. I'm just saying. So I wasn't a fan just because of that. And I felt that he just was more, he was not, He was kind of a loose cannon and I'm all for, you know, having look, I'm all for people just like being as robust in speech as possible. But I also think it needs to serve a purpose if you're going to do some of the stuff that he did. So we got a. I have a whole rundown for you because we also got a, One of the things I'm watching, watching, we, we got Kentucky. Kentucky solidly Republican. Uh, you know, you had Massey and Rand Paul that both won their primaries. Watching some stuff in Texas. I'm getting real tired of these anti-gun Republicans, and we're going to name some of them, including a guy who's running for state office who will not have any response for me. All these cats, they're so busy tugging on my my pant leg trying to get on air, except when I got hard questions. So we're going to talk about this and a lot more. You don't want to miss a single bit. Of the program today. We got a lot to get into. All right. So you've been here before. Spring comes and so do the big gardening ideas and you buy plants and you plant them. And before you know it, your dream yard is a graveyard. Luckily, FastGrowingTrees.com is here to give your yard a new life. FastGrowingTrees.com is the world's largest online nursery with expertise, care and selection that you're not going to find anywhere else. The thing I love about FastGrowingTrees.com is their experts curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific climate your location and based on your needs based on your zip code they can tell you what to buy and what not to buy it's peace of mind for everybody that they take the guesswork out of it plus there's no waiting in line and no messy cars from hauling plants all over town because you order online or over the phone with plants shipped to your door in one to two days plus their growing and care advice is available 24 7 and with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come visit fast. FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana. Start your spring with FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana.
1: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
0: So, first up here, this uh, new fear that's being promoted, monkeypox. So, the CDC has raised alarm over a monkeypox outbreak after six Americans were potentially exposed to the virus. They shared a flight with some UK patient, Patient Zero. Uh, this was after about two dozen potential cases of this rare virus was found in Europe. They said that individuals set within a three-way radius of the British Patient Zero on a May 4th flight. They were traveling from Nigeria to the UK. The Brit was the first case. The one doctor said that potential cases would be monitored for 21 days. 12 cases have been detected so far. Uh, apparently, there's like no... I mean, there's always something. It looks kind of gross, though. It is a viral infection, and it looks nasty, but I don't know. Like, it looks really nasty. It's gross. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, you get headache and swollen lymph nodes, and it's a it's a rash, and it goes through different stages. It's like a grosser chicken pox is what it looks like. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Also, a couple of the other things here. So McDonald's, they have totally left Russia after three decades. Now do China. Because let's see how, let's see really how tough everybody is. Biden's press secretary is getting some humorous comments because she was wearing a $65 Ivanka Trump dress in her first week on the job. It was blush ballet pink. That was the color. In case you were wondering, stick with us. We got more in store. and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee, Black Rifle Coffee.
1: Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You know the the, the reality is uh, that that t- Twitter at this point you know has uh, a very far left bias, um, and I, I would classify myself as as a moderate, and you know ne- neither the Republican nor nor Democrat. Um, and in fact, uh, I have voted voted overwhelmingly for Democrats uh, historically, overwhelmingly. Like I've, I'm not sure I, I might never have voted for a Republican. Just to be clear, right? Um, now now this election, I will.
0: Hmm. Ooh. This election, he will. That's Elon Musk in a Zoom discussion saying he's going to be voting for Republicans next time around. Doesn't it's not surprising to anybody. It shouldn't be. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash. Here with you this happy Wednesday. He's of course. I, it's not surprising that he would consider this. I just hope that Republicans don't screw it up. I got one more point about this whole Pennsylvania thing. Because people can be so fickle, and I get it, because politics is about what have you done for me lately, not as opposed to what have you done for me, you know, in the course of your political career. I get it. But I have to say, I thought this is real weird. I don't know if you guys saw this. The, um, let me pull this up. One of the ads, and we're going to talk about media bias and the, some of this ridiculousness coming up. One of the ads that um, the Oz camp attacked, The and I'm not just... To clarify, I have not come out and support anybody in Pennsylvania. I don't care. You guys can figure out. You guys figured out what you wanted to do. I didn't need to come in and say anything. I do think it's hysterical though that the Oz camp, uh, went at the Barnett camp, they had an ad out and they said that Barnett supported a law that released criminals from prison. Do you know what law they were talking about? They were talking about the First Step Act that Trump signed and got a lot of accolades for. That was his whole bill. That was Trump's thing. And they, and the, uh, the guy that he endorsed was attacking the other Republican in the primary over the guy who endorsed him's bill. Wild, man. It's just wild. This is all, this is all so crazy. Honestly, this is this kind of stuff. Republicans can be super stupid on things. And I, I vote Republican. I like, to be, I like to remain independent of parties because I don't want to be beholden to anybody. So a few things here. The Biden disinformation board is paused. And I know I wanted to, I'm going to get into some of this other stuff. We got the Hunter Biden emails. I have a million things. We got the tech. The, um, this was after she was really attacked that Nina Jankowitz because she was, they saw how she really was pushing all this Trump-Russia collusion stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now the board is going to be Paused. They are doing they're having like some DHS interdepartment department uh, investigation and she's considering leaving now, guys. Nina Jankowitz. Now, I was reading this ridiculous. The way that the Washington Post reported on this was so. It was kind of insane. It was that um, the newly created disinformation governance board, the head, Nina Jankowitz, has been the target of vicious, coordinated right-wing attacks. that government officials have failed to effectively counter. This is from middle uh, 40-something-year-old Taylor Lorenz. She immediately wants to make it look like this woman is, you know, she's the victim. She was talking about victimizing how she was going to victimize all of us and how she was going to control how we all speak and what we all share online this this overwrought theater annoying karen and she they were really trying to they're trying unsuccessfully to make Jankowitz look like some sympathetic character she's not she's nuts this broad is nuts I don't think that they shouldn't have done anything like this in the first place. This is all, I mean, think about this. The disinformation stuff, all the people who are sitting here wanting to control what you you are saying and what you share on Facebook and on Instagram or on Twitter, I've seen people, people that I know and people who listen to the show and I know through the program, who say that on their private Facebook pages, if they share, you know, one thing that is critical of, the administration or something like that then they're putting a timeout they have like a little tiny personal pages where they may be a 50 50 friends it's 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 ridiculous and so these are the same people who have been going out there saying well this is the republicans are pushing replacement theory and you know all of this other stuff and they're which is a they're they're trying to mush together two completely separate things because, the, as we said, as I was telling you yesterday, the replacement theory was this European, it was a French manufactured theory, which was accusing Jewish elites of importing in all these different people into Europe in order to uh, displace uh, white people in Europe. And it's a very anti-Semitic theory. It is incredibly anti-Semitic. It has nothing to do with just simply wanting legal immigration over here. And that's what the left is, they're trying to conflate two things. They're trying to say that if you want legal immigration, then you are promoting anti-Semitic replacement theory, which is wild considering all the times that they have said, like for instance, you know, the changing face of America's electorate or how the GOP, this was a a piece over at CNN, the GOP is a party of old delusioned white people dying a slow death. I mean, these are like actual like mainstream, you know, media thinks steve you have this this um montage of video we'll play we can just play just a little bit of it that has all of these talking heads promoting this stuff if you want to have a discussion as to who's re- promoting what listen to this we have it up the
1: secret to the entire immigration debate demographic change is the key to the democratic party's political ambitions
2: this conspiracy theory has been increasingly echoed by many who are on the right.
3: Those like Fox's uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, who continue to push dangerous and baseless conspiracies.
1: So that's what they're mm-hmm. talking about. I really here's think what, because of now. demographic
3: changes in this country, I think that the Democratic Party is going to win Texas moving forward, and the Democratic Party is going to be in power. For the next 30, 40 years. The demographic change that's happening in America right now gives the upper hand to Democrats. This census that just came out especially drives home the point that Texas is next. It's a state where the demographics are changing in ways that are favorable to the Democratic Party. Demographic changes that help the Democrats.
1: Democrats for a decade now, along with Arizona and Texas, have had on this sort of long-term project of, of trying to take uh, some red states across the Sun Belt and flip them blue as demographic changes are taking place there. Democrats should be asking themselves, as a matter of fact, why aren't they
3: dominating the political landscape? Two decades ago, the influential book, The Emerging Democratic Majority, predicted they would
1: due to demographic changes in the country.
3: We, we, we've been predicting for some time that demographic changes were going to eventually move North Carolina, Georgia, Texas. Stacey Abrams and her former campaign manager, Lauren Groh Wargo, argued in a recent New York Times op-ed that any state can turn blue demographic
0: change so who's promoting what here who what party is promoting what because it's been democrats who have been pushing this idea which by the way is inherently racist itself because it's assuming based strictly on skin color alone that people are going to behave or vote in a certain way politically and that's that actually is racist if we're having a discussion about race but that is not... That's th- This is what they've been promoting. And I would even go so far as to say that what they're promoting, what they're saying is not the quote-unquote replacement theory. What Democrats are saying. Again, replacement theory was this French concoction back in, what is it, like the 1800s? By this guy who said that Jewish elites were importing people in to displace non-Jewish white people. I mean, it's a anti-Sem- flamingly anti-Semitic theory. It's not the same thing as Republicans just wanting legal immigration because that would mean a number of my friends in different parts of the world who support legal immigration into their countries are apparently racist and or bigoted which doesn't make any sense i mean that's silly i mean there are there are caribbean nations that have stricter immigration policies than we do is anyone going to go down there and call them a bunch of racist anti-semites it's not the same thing but they're trying to conflate it into being the same thing because they're desperate and intellectually vapid. I, I honestly think that a number of them don't even know what that means. They don't even know what replacement theory actually is. And honestly, and you know, unless you, you know, depending on what you studied in school and if you had to take some weird crap as an elective, a lot of people didn't really get into it because it's not an every, people don't live with this every day. This is something that the left, apparently the far left, thinks that they live with every day. And surprise, the call's coming from inside of the house. It's them. They're the people who've been, report, who've been promoting this. And I will say, and I meant, mentioned this yesterday also, that Texas is a minority-majority state. There are a number of minority-majority states, which, by the way, all happen to be Republican. Interestingly, save for California. I mean, so that doesn't make any sense. Texas doesn't have any problems. So the idea that someone's going to vote a certain way based on skin color... All these, like, mostly white Democrats are the ones promoting this. That is inherently racist. And it actually doesn't bear out to being factual. Because nobody wants what these people are selling. Nobody wants higher taxes. They don't want a government disinformation board. They don't want to be, they don't want to be charged with sexual, uh, sexual harassment if they use the wrong pronoun. If they call a guy with balls a, a, a he instead of a she, they don't want to get hit with sexual harassment. That is not what anybody wants. I mean, not only, I mean, it's incredibly, the more I think about it, the more insanely offensively racist it is, what they're promoting. Nobody wants what they're selling. Now, speaking of that disinformation board, Nina Jankowitz apparently has officially resigned. So this came in like right before we went to air. So it's not even an hour old, but she has re- officially resigned good. And it looks like the, the board may be done. It looks like that because it's stupid and it's unnecessary, is why. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever. And to have this freak show, she's just not a likable person. She seems pushy and high on her own farts. All she does is flood her own social media with photos and videos of herself. She is the duck lip queen who takes photos of herself and puts them all over her social media. She loves to sing in a horribly off key falsetto. It's just bad. It's all around bad. And to have this complete, total cringe pro as the head of some kind of idiotic disinformation board is just a fecal storm of nut jobbery. I don't even know how else to describe it. It's it's nonsense. So, and I think it's funny that Washington Post was going all in on her because Jankowicz had tweeted support of the reporter that had, had, had been writing this story. So... I, that's very inter- I think that's very, very funny. Uh, a few other things. Elon Musk says the Twitter deal, we talked about this yesterday, can't move forward until the CEO proves that uh, they don't have a ton of bots. Did you see this new report? Newsweek has it. Half of Joe Biden's Twitter followers are fake, according to an audit. Spark Toro. They found that over 49% of accounts following POTUS are fake, based on a, a multi-variable analysis. They use location, images, all kinds of stuff. That's definitely going to factor in and and affect the price that's being demanded by Twitter. Interesting. And Musk thinks, his claim is that 20% of Twitter accounts are fake, which was four times what Twitter said, and it could be much higher. So he's asked the CEO, he said that the CEO publicly refuses, or he said publicly that the CEO refuses to show proof that you know they have fewer bots than this and that's and i that absolutely does affect the price that's kind of that's false advertising you're trying to you're trying to hoodwink somebody so this is and i'm not surprised you know it's so shocking to think that you know so many of joe biden's twitter followers are fake considering he got 80 frillion votes right in the last election just saying just saying just gonna put it out there Now, we have more on the way, including, I have a couple, what do I have here? I got a couple of other things. Oh my gosh, I have a wokery. University of Illinois and Chicago wants to ban the word obesity because they said that focusing on body size is racist. So we're going to, I don't, everything is racist nowadays, isn't it? This is so ridiculous. Uh, And additionally, we got, we got some SCOTA stuff to hit and a bunch of other things. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com.
1: Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show.
0: DanaLash.com. dot com. Post primary, well, in a number of states, anyway. And don't forget, to sign up for that uh, newsletter over at Substack. I there were, I mean, yes, there were other states. You know, you had uh, Idaho doing stuff, Oregon doing stuff, Kentucky. Um, that was kind of interesting. North Carolina. Very interesting. You had a guy Ted Bud who beat the establishment pick. At least that's a headline. Ted Bud. We were talking about his name. Your name's—I mean, that's—it's a memorable name. But Ted Bud, not as bad as the head of the uh, Olympics, the IOC. That guy's name. I don't even think I can say it. It's so bad. I think I have before, but no, it's still bad. And then we're still watching Pennsylvania. If we get anything today, which I doubt, I will let you know. In the meantime, one of the things that I was noticing is this. I was reading this piece. Normally, I'm always very, if I read something at Axios, I'm always very, I don't know, hesitant. I always read it with just a smirk and, and just this, I, this, through this perspective of disbelief. And I think that the article, it's that title is Supreme Court Makes It Easier for Rich Donors to Bankroll Candidates. It's not the Supreme Court that did this. This is lawmakers that did this. Supreme Court doesn't write law. I'm like, who wrote this? And my friend Lachlan Marquet wrote this. I'm like, the Supreme Court doesn't make law. Lawmakers do. But I do think it makes an interesting point because now you have these candidates. Like for, And I'm just using Pennsylvania, not just as an example, just because there's a lot of rich people in those races. You had people who could really, like, you know, bankroll their own own campaigns, millions of dollars. Uh, Like, for instance, Oz, I think he loaned 15 million to his campaign. That's how it works. McCormick, was 11 million. Um, Carlos Sands, about 4 million of their own money. Now, what happens is through donations, the law states that they can actually get donations basically to themselves to pay off what they themselves loaned to their campaign, And I was thinking about this and I'm like, you know, I don't have a problem with it. If people are aware that that's what they're that's what which I think that that's upon the individual. I think you need to make yourself aware with where your money is going when you make a donation. I'm always really weird. I donate to candidates. I donate to candidates individually. I do not donate to groups. And because most of the time, just to let you guys know, groups, the groups take a lot of money off the top. Uh, All of them. I can't think of one that doesn't. And so, the way that the law is, is that someone can donate to one of these um, candidates and then it will... I mean, you're just basically giving money right to an elected official, maybe, to pay back their campaign. That sounds a little weird when you say it out loud like that. But to disagree with Axios, that's not SCOTUS that did this. SCOTUS just simply upheld what lawmakers did because that's the process. If you want to change it, you got to get lawmakers to change it. That's not something SCOTUS does. We get another hour in store. Senator Marshall Blackburn coming up too. Don't go anywhere. More the Danish show after this, folks. How much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government: mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. Everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government-regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals, and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com.
1: It really is kind of horrible to think that uh, journalists with national and international capacity are putting together this type of nonsense. I think the president did a great job. I wish he had done a lot of this a lot sooner, and we need a lot more from uh, the left and the middle. And uh, we got to watch out because the Republicans have become the purveyors of misinformation.
0: Hmm. Wow. So that's Carl Cameron, who I've met before. I actually, the first time I met him was at like this tea party thing in uh, Nashville years ago. He was covering it for Fox. I was kind of shocked to hear him say this. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Sign up for my newsletter over at Substack, chapter and verse. Find me at danalash.com as well. And you can look at all of our stuff on the socials. I was shocked not I was shocked because I know that he's he leaned left but I always from everything that I know of Carl Cameron and his work he was more of um, at least publicly he was moderate in how he would discuss things and he did his job he really would keep his bias out of it, which is which is why I find it weird that now he's like an editorialist on MSNBC. It's just weird to see people who do hard news go over to MSNBC and do what they're it's just odd. But when it comes to disinformation, I really do think that you can complain about Republicans. You could complain about Republicans and, and things that some people might say. But when Republicans controlled Congress, they weren't going out there telling everybody like, "Oh, look at these horrible, you know these these Democrats, these people on the left—they're horrible. They want to they they want to enslave everybody, etc., etc." They didn't. That's not what was said. You have the administration right now that's accusing anyone of disagreeing with them, whether it's on green energy, which they love green energy, but they hate Tesla. I don't, and that's like a you know that's this is an American company. It's just weird. They. They say one thing, but yet their actions for that policy that they espouse completely betray it. And if you criticize them on demanding that everybody receive a shot, even regardless of whether or not they're naturally immune, et cetera, et cetera, then you're a bigot racist. Everything makes you a Nazi, apparently. That's, you know, working with and colluding With the Kremlin through an agency, and that's Fusion GPS, which should have registered under Foreign Agents Registration Act. It's not actually, I mean, I don't know why nobody's done anything about it, but they're not registered with FAIR. I know I talked to Andy McCarthy about that um, once a few uh, months ago, and he was saying it's not really something that, you know, it's kind of like the Espionage Act that nobody really prosecutes, except for Obama. Nobody really prosecutes anybody underneath that. Uh, But they technically, for all intents and purposes you know they're, a viol- they're in violation of fara and under obama biden there were people busted for being in violation of fara that did less than what fusion gps did then they would take this this oppo leak it to the press the press would write all these stories about it they would take these stories from the press they present it towards the fisa in front of the fisa court to use this as uh, as the, the to predicate uh, getting surveillance uh, warrants and and tapping phones and spying on regular average everyday people that happen to be working with Donald Trump's campaign. if you want to have a discussion as to what is disinformation and what isn't and then going out and saying that there was this massive Russian collusion or the Alpha bank thing which was completely debunked and people had to retract that story and now a guy, Sussmans going to jail. So if you want to have a discussion about, disinformation there it is it's just odd it's just it's just so odd it's odd to hear carl cameron say that never meet he's not my hero but you know the phrase never meet your heroes right okay so we we're going over the primary we've also we've been i saw this very interesting let me break this in so charles casparino charles casparino is a guy over at fox business He was saying that legal experts say that if Elon Musk does not go through with the Twitter merger agreement, that it could lead to jail time for Musk if Twitter seeks some kind of injunction to enforce the contract that they're intimating that Musk is in violation of. I don't know who these so-called legal experts are. That's really hysterical, and I doubt that would ever happen. Especially when the point of contention is Musk saying that, look, you put this on, you, you you, offered up Twitter and you have all of these shareholders involved. And part of the reason of part of your valuation is that the number of bot accounts is X amount. And that's what you based Twitter's valuation upon is actual real person discussions and interactions etc and now there are things coming out that say it could be much higher than that and i shared with you newsweek wrote about it newsweek is not exactly a bastion of conservatism newsweek wrote this they covered the survey that was released a study that was really showing that half of basically half of biden's followers are they're robots that's that's pretty significant they said that uh half of his half of his twitter followers after this audit his 22 million over 49 percent of them are bots it's 11 million bots that definitely absolutely factors into twitter's worth So I I don't know who these, these legal experts are that are saying this to Gasparino, but I would think that there's probably some sort of penalty for misleading your shareholders into thinking that they're getting X amount of real human engagement when in fact they're not as a way to inflate Twitter's value. So that's why I don't really put a lot of... That seems to be really insane hyperbole. Hmm. I don't really think that's going to happen. Now, I wanted to play this audio for you. This was from Project Veritas. And I said yesterday, if you are an average to ugly looking dude, and a pretty blonde comes up to you, and you're an average to ugly looking dude, and you're working for Twitter... And a pretty blonde comes up to you and wants to talk to you about Twitter's, right how they they deal with free speech and what you think of Elon Musk. It is not a woman showing interest in you. It is James O'Keefe. Didn't matter because this dude, uh, Twitter's lead client partner, I want you to listen to what he says. They were talking about Elon Musk and talking about free speech. This comes on the heels of the other guy who says, yeah, they're all commies. Listen to this audio. Somebody ten.
1: There's a statement they need all seven thousand people to say, and so they can't like tell us the like the real truth. He has Asperger's. Aspergers. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So he's special. you special needs. You're literally special needs. So I, I can't even take what you're saying seriously.
0: People know that Aspergers and autism aren't the same thing, right? Just wanted to put that out there because I feel like the people who were defending this guy and his sound bites, they didn't apparently understand that. And that really frustrated me. Secondly, wow. I'm wow. Imagine this coming. This guy's so getting fired. Oh, my gosh. He's so getting fired. You know, if this were to happen at like any other workplace, this guy would be written up. He'd be written up. But you know what? It's not as serious, apparently, if he were to misgender someone or call them by a different pronoun, then that would be way more serious. If he called somebody with balls a he when the guy wants to be called a she, would then oh boy, then that's super, super bad. This is just insane craziness. But there it is. Speaking of which, I wanted to share the story of wokery. remember the story that I told you about these middle schoolers in Wisconsin it was just a headline that I had um, earlier this week and there were three middle schoolers that were charged with legit sexual harassment because they used the wrong pronouns for someone who wanted to identify as the opposite sex they're 13 years old now, one of them is coming forward with his mother, Brayden Rabido, his mother Rosemary, and he's a thirteen-year-old boy. He's terrified now. He says that he's worried about being shunned by colleges because he's accused of sexual harassment because, for when talking to a classmate who identifies as non-binary, and he used the wrong pronoun. And then Keele Middle School allowed him to be accused of sexual harassment. So this 13-year-old, he's going to have his life ruined by a student who wanted to use uh, different pronouns that didn't correspond with what they actually are, biologically. I am... I, this is just, I can't believe this is an actual, they're kids. They're legit kids. And in a school that should be focusing on teaching them about math and science, now you have kids, that are, three of them, they're going to have their lives ruined. And they're called, like, they're called all these names, everything else, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mispronouning is not considered sexual harassment under Title IX because gender identity is not included with the definition of sex within Title IX. Now, that's something that the Department of Education under this administration is trying to change. But it's still stupid, and it's a control of speech. You cannot control how someone speaks. There is no way in hell something like this would ever stand legally, because you cannot control how someone speaks. That is censorship. They're trying to force censorship on this school. And to say that using the correct biologically accurate pronoun for someone to say that is sexual harassment the same thing as what sexual harassment is actually legally defined as that's disgusting they're ruining these guys these these young boys lives before they even get started because they didn't say uh the the Wrong pronouns. This is so, just this is unseen. I really hope that this family takes the school to the woodshed. I really do. The school administration for allowing this. This is horrific. This is bullying. We have more to come. In fact, we're going to get into we got to uh, uh Marshall Blackburn is going to be joining us later on in the program. And we have some economic headlines to share. And, oh, uh, yeah, more wokery, too. You don't want to miss. Almost every day, we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights in the Constitution. So this is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. So you get the same great service. Plus, you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% US-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans and first responder heroes. Visit patriotmobile.com/dana or call 972-patriot. Get free activation with offer code dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you and shares your values. patriotmobile.com/dana. That's patriotmobile.com/ Dana or call 972 Patriot today
1: and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for Dana's quick five brought to you by Caltech
0: mm-hmm. all right so first up this uh this is just not good for Russia they've lost a third of their ground forces that were committed to Ukraine. According to the UK, the Russian military has lost a significant portion of its ground forces since invading nearly three months ago. The latest offensive has stalled. This is according to the UK's defense ministry. The consistently high levels of attrition are what they're dealing with. And they said that Russians have lost about 25% of their capabilities. Oh, boy. Does Putin know? Has anyone told Putin? Just wondering. Uh, Let's see. Also, the fighting... This is going to be some serious fighting amongst Democrats in New York because that congressional map has sowed absolute chaos from the Washington Examiner. The recently released draft of the redrawn New York congressional map... Has, spar- has just kicked off a war within New York's Democrats. It puts multiple members against each other in potential primaries. Top lawmakers in the state blasted the proposal. Um, in fact, what is it, Hakeem Jeffries said that it was total classic Jim Crow. Everything's Jim Crow. Uh, they said that the redistricting viciously targets historic black representation in New York, places four black members of Congress in the same district. And he's, oh, actually his phrase was, quote, the tactic would make Jim Crow blush jim crow blush that seems like a real mess of whatever but you know this this is what democrats did yeah this is these are what democrats do to each other so if they're upset about it or if they think that this some has something to do with any kind of jim crow then the only people that they have to blame are themselves for this really ultimately that's that's really it the U.S. Soccer Federation has agreed to a milestone deal to pay men's and women's teams equally, even though men's get more ratings, so much more ratings, and matching the World Cup prize money, the first in the sport to do so. They can do whatever they want, but there was a lot of, of weeping and gnashing of the teeth about this by some of the women's players, except they did not get the ratings that the men did. They didn't move units of merchandise that the men moved. They just they and that's what it's all about. It's all built on ratings and not to say that they didn't have an audience, but it wasn't comparable to that of men and men also win more. So if this is what they want to do, the Soccer Federation wants to do, they can do it. But it's just I just think that everything was predicated upon was bunk. And last but not least, U.S. trade deficit with communist China is climbing. Yeah, this is it's not free trade. We're subsidizing commies. Stick with us. We got more in store back after this. Have you heard of American Wagyu? No. Well, I'm here to tell you it is some of the most sought after beef in the world, and I can get you two free pounds. So, our new friends at Good Ranchers are giving you two pounds of their American Wagyu burgers for free with my code DANA. So, not only does Good Ranchers sell 100% American meat that is steakhouse quality, it is one of the best burgers on the market. And you'll find boxes like the Ranchers Classic, their best selling combo of beef and chicken, or the new Prepper Kit. and with meat prices soaring, Good Ranchers will help you stock up. Have food security and save $25 on every box for life just with your subscription. So as long as you're subscribed, your price is not going to change. Two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and zero inflation. Yeah, this offer is not going to last long. So visit GoodRanchers.com Dana to get a box of amazing American meat and get two pounds of free American Wagyu burgers plus free shipping. That's GoodRanchers.com Dana. GoodRanchers.com Dana.
1: When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. The internet
3: has radicalized, angry, alienated, lost, and isolated individuals into falsely believing that they will be replaced, that's the word, replaced, by the other. By people who don't look like them. And who are, therefore, in a perverse ideology that they possess and being fed lesser beings. I and all of you reject the lie. I call on all Americans to reject the lie. And I condemn those who spread the lie for power, political gain, and for profit.
0: I mean, that's literally what he did. When you get into the whole Russian disinformation thing, that's literally what he did. He's a beneficiary of it. It was him who decided to uh, push this talking point that his son's very real laptop was non-existent and was nothing more than Russian disinformation. This is outright silliness. It's so silly. And they got to quit this. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Senate Democrats were the ones who canceled the disinformation hearing after the Jankowitz videos surfaced because they were so embarrassing. <laughs> they, that, that's literally what it is. When you talk about who's, pu- who's pushing what, the whole Christopher Steele, the Steele dossier, all of that other nonsense. These people did everything that they could to secure victory for themselves. Everything they could. They did everything that they could to to undermine people's faith in their own institutions that they that they that they fund. These are people who who promoted the whole lie of uh, police shootings. That's 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 the disinformation. Ah. <sighs> Nonstop. some of the bad media with this as well they're just as bad i wanted to share with you there was a couple of stories there was one from the washington post that was essentially repeated by stl today which is the big lefty daily in st louis and full disclosure I used to work for them and they said that there's a replacement theory that's being promoted by some of the Republican candidates in Missouri. And they're trying to do exactly what I've been saying that their their replacement theory is a French concocted theory from this dude back in the 1800s. And the theory was that elite Jewish people were importing in people of color to displace the uh, non-Jewish white citizenry in Europe. What media and Democrats are trying to do is say that replacement theory is simply wanting legal and orderly immigration. That's what they're saying. And we've played, get some of that other, that other video for me, uh, Steve, that I had shared earlier, because there was so much of it. It's been, demo- actually, you know what, before you do that, play, let's play Uh, uh Castro, Julian Castro. Audio Soundbite 8. This is from 2013. If you want to talk about who's promoting what as it relates to demographics, listen to Julian Castro, the one-time darling of the Democrat Party who was being groomed for bigger things but just lacked the... The star power to do it. Listen.
1: In a couple of presidential cycles, you'll be on election night. You'll be announcing that we're calling the 38 electoral votes of Texas for the Democratic nominee for president. It's changing. It's going to become a purple state and then a blue state because of the demographics, because of the population growth of folks from outside of Texas.
0: Texas is already, as I said, a minority majority state and Republican. So that's not the issue. But what is Castro promoting here? He's promoting what they say is replacement theory. That's what he's promoting. Replacement theory was an anti-Semitic European thing. Simply wanting orderly and legal immigration is just following law. And they're not the same thing, but they want to conflate them into being such. But it's been Democrats who've been promoting this constantly. And as I said, this, if you want to have a discussion about what is or isn't racist, this is what is racist to claim That people, because of their skin color or where they, you know, because they come from Latin American countries, that they're going to vote a certain way because of that? That's racist. To claim that they're going to vote for Democrats because of something they can't control, the color of their skin, that's what's racist. But this is what Democrats have been promoting this entire time. And then when they're called out on it, they had the audacity to try to conflate an anti-Semitic theory with simple immigration. Big difference. But this is what STL Today and what the Washington Post have been promoting. Washington Post has a piece on it, as I said, and then St. Louis, STL Today, did a whole thing on it. This is the second paragraph in STL Today. Who wrote this? Because I might have fun with them later. Oh, yeah, AP writer, Steve Peoples. This is what they said. But a weekend mass shooting in Buffalo that may have been inspired by the racist theory is drawing new attention to the GOP's growing embrace of this white nationalist creed. Well, it's not a white nationalist creed. I don't consider Julian Castro a white nationalist, but I hear he was promoting it on Face the Nation, CBS, in 2013. And the manifesto from that murderer in Buffalo said that he was, quote, deep in communist theory, end quote. He described himself as a far eco-leftist. Same thing as the New Zealand murderer. Uh, he said he hated Fox News. He never mentioned Tucker. I read the manifesto. He never mentioned Tucker Carlson. He hated Fox News. Uh, he hated Christians. He hated Jewish people. He hated everything. He was a lefty. And they're trying to rewrite this. I think that that's absolutely shameful. This is one of the... if. This article should would get an F in a J school class, and yet here it is STL today publishing it. Washington Post publishing it. It's embarrassing, like most of our media. That's some bad, bad, bad media malpractice. In the meantime, do you know what they're not talking about how the how a former Trump aide posted the searchable online database of all of these emails from Hunter Biden he says it's a modern day Rosetta Stone of white and blue collar crime Garrett Zeigler 26 under the name Marco Polo posted a searchable so all these emails over 120,000 of them from that discarded laptop it's BidenLaptopEmails.com. And you could download all of the emails too. Now, there were some that weren't in that were, because remember, he had a couple of, like, he just left laptops apparently everywhere. There was one where he described, uh, one of the emails described a, a quid pro quo with a Mexican billionaire son saying that he would get him invited to the White House for the inauguration and all that. Just let me be able to go and stay at your villa. He's stupid enough. Hunter Biden's stupid enough that, A, he puts this stuff in writing. B, he leaves his laptop everywhere. And then, C, Biden, his, his equally dense dad, I don't, think that, I don't think that they're actually—I think Hunter's stupid. I think Joe Biden is just so corrupt that he, he's so corrupt he seems stupid. Because smart people would care about being viewed as being corrupt. He doesn't. Because he knows he has a whole army of media and propagandists to go to war for him. All he has to do is say nothing. They've ignored this entire story this entire time. I was one of the people that were suspended on social media for even talking about it. I mean, thousands of people, they took off social media. There are so many nasty pictures. It's so gross. It's so gross. He's so gross. (sighs) And there's there's so much in there. And remember, he's still also being investigated. Hunter Biden is. No one wants to talk about it. They all discuss so much about misinformation, et cetera, et cetera. However, here you have the son of the president of the United States who was earning money for his dad. Give 10% to the big guy. There's all these discussions about Joe Biden earning money off of all these deals while he was vice president of the United States. Hunter Biden's business associate is on the White House logs is going to visit the vice president in the vice president's office. They used it they, as, a, as a place to close deals, apparently. And here you have Joe Biden pushing Green New Deal. And the biggest beneficiaries of that financially are going to be the Biden family. Hunter Biden, with his Rosemont Seneca firm, which is now kaput, helped the communist Chinese secure ownership of a number of rare earth mineral mines from where we get cobalt and et cetera, so that they, we can make the batteries and our EVs, etc. Cetera, et cetera, Meanwhile, we're not able to do any of that here, or we, it's, you know, slow growth. And he's making money off of that, but we don't have any hearings on it because... That's all apparently Russian misinformation, except there are literal emails where they hammer out the details of their agreement. And it's all public. And it's all been verified. Just wild. Disinformation. We, as Orwell said, we live in an era where deceit is so universal that telling the truth is a revolutionary act just crazy so yeah that's the disinformation board i can't see that the disinformation board is going to last i really can't not at this point now in pennsylvania just got an update uh, allegheny county there's going to be no vote update until friday i have no idea why but that is the latest news uh that county they have the most outstanding election day precincts and votes And it looms large in settling the Oz-McCormick race. Now, I will say this. Trump, went. he was tweeting on his own thing, Uh, he was saying that, oh, well, yeah, I'm sure they're going to count votes for McCormick. I think that's really unfair. How do we know they're not counting votes for Oz? Big question. Big question. I I think if Oz wasn't a guy who was against, he was not, he's not pro-life, Um, I think if he was a guy who had just been kind of, you know, a moderate Republican on certain issues and he was at least sounded like a, a rational person on the Second Amendment and on transgender issues because he believes that that stuff, he's like echoed. I've read his stuff. I've listened to so many videos of this guy. He I mean, it's it's not fake if he's on camera saying it with his own knife played. I mean, that it's it's in his Oz show because he did a show for so long. I mean, good grief. There's tons of this stuff. So he's talked about it as being like care. He apparently has not been only until he ran for his campaign did he suddenly kind of now try to have a 180 on it without any explanation. I don't care if people change their minds. I don't like rushing to put new converts who've never explained themselves into very powerful elected positions and this guy has never explained himself on gun stuff and as far as i'm concerned because he refuses to he hasn't changed his mind on red flag laws or quote-unquote assault weapons or any of that he is he is as anti-2a as mom's demand and he refuses to explain it and nobody that he's talked to will ask him questions about it So, yeah, I think it's completely fair to say, how do we know it's not Dr. Oz who's going to try to fraud Allegheny County or anywhere else where there's still outstanding uh, votes? How do we know it's not him? Because he's got the record of being disingenuous. So how do we know it's not him? Elizabeth Warren has a
3: problem with math as the Senate shoots down the Democrats radical abortion bill. Producer inflation numbers remain painfully high, and it turns out those draconian Georgia election laws are resulting in record early voting numbers. I'm Greg Columbus, Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us, follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right. So, I have a couple of things here to get into. Um... Where do you even start? So there was, uh, this is in Tampa. This is Tampa Free Press. A Florida man in an ape mask and a female partner were arrested after busting a laundromat coin machine with a sledgehammer. And the female wore glasses and had a Don't New York My Florida t-shirt on. The guy was identified as Michael Rowe. 33, smashed the coin change machine on the wall with a sledgehammer. He got 80, or $800 in cash. $800 in cash and change from the machine. The woman, Taylor Pharrell, could be heard yelling out to him, we gotta go, you've been in here too long. And then they got into a blue Mercury marquee and they fled the scene. And they were totally caught. I mean, the guy thought, I guess, that he could wear a Halloween costume. It was not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. You're not gonna just, especially because she has, She was, looked very visible in the CCTV footage. Just I don't know why people do this, but they did. Uh also this uh a <laughs> couple of other ones. A uh woman was arrested, charged with felony battery, after she threw lettuce at someone. So it's in St. Petersburg. She used a bag of lettuce. It was a fight on Saturday morning, Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. They said that Barbie Killop went to a man's house and began yelling at him to get out of the house. He told her to shut up. And in response to that, Killop threw a bag of lettuce at the man hitting him in the chest. The affidavit said there were clear signs of alcohol influence in the incident. She had been previously convicted for battery in 2011. A bag of lettuce? Man, I'm telling you what. This is so crazy. Uh, Let's see here. A couple of other things. The uh, one Florida man was arrested uh, after he rammed a trooper's car, Mount Dora, Florida, Florida. This Florida man's is being held in Lake County Jail, $37,000 bond for several charges. He drove recklessly through a construction zone, fled Florida Highway Patrol and then rammed the trooper's car. All happened on a Sunday night. He's driving his Chevy pickup truck the driver, later identified as Benton Smith, he uh, intentionally reared the end of the trooper's car, uh, and of course his truck began to spin out of control, because he kept, he just was, this was bad. Uh, And he it was bad this whole thing like they apparently he was doing all these tricks in a parking lot and stabbing the throttle and spinning the truck i didn't know he could spin a truck like that and he kept backing up and trying to hit the trooper's car over and over again so he was arrested for aggravated battery and a law enforcement officer fleeing and eluding threats against a public servant reckless driving and resisting an officer without vi- without violence i don't know i kind of think that purposefully hitting them with your car means that they're probably being violent Stick with us, because we got Marsha Blackburn coming up this hour after this.
3: A lot of people, though, are skeptical that you can get inflation down to your 2% goal uh, without a recession. What, what do you know that they don't? I don't know anything that they don't. I mean, I, I would say it, it's, there's no disagreement
1: here, really. It is, it is a, going to be a challenging task, and it's been made more challenging in the last couple of months.
0: That's an understatement. It's going to be way more challenging. That's the uh, chair, That's the, uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell saying that it's going to be really difficult to um, stave off a recession at this point, really. Welcome back to the program. Third hour of the show. I'm your hostess, Dana Lash. Sign up for the newsletter over at Substack Chapter and Verse. And coming up, Marsha Blackburn will join us on the program because we have a lot to discuss. Title forty two and so much more. Because Mayorkas is trying to couch his words by saying, "Oh well, you know, just because we're opening uh, or ending Title forty two doesn't mean the border's open." But I really don't think not. Uh, just saying, I don't think that that's gonna that's that message is gonna be received, so to speak. Really isn't. And so, but that's true though. I mean, where where it concerns, where is it? Gas is at. Gas has, inc- has been on the rise for, um, what is it, 20 weeks straight? And nine of those, I think, has been, each week has been a record high in terms of price. It's only going to get worse. We're getting ready to, well, actually, I think we're kind of already starting to step into the summer uh, travel season. And I don't know if there is anything that the administration is, I mean, so far, we, all we've seen are two, what, leases that have been, that have been uh, suspended by the administration, not much else. I don't know what they're focusing on. I told you yesterday where it concerned the formula situation. They, they said that they're going to be clearing the Abbott manufacturing facility to reopen, but yet uh, that's not going to happen for like another month. And so far, there's been no move made to make it to where they're not confiscating formula imported in from Europe. Because remember, you have to have like some FDA, you know, like be associated with the FDA in some way in order to even to even be able to do that. You have to follow the FDA regulations and they just think you're all dumb is what it is. I just think it's kind of crazy that the government that a lot of this and I get it that people rely on formula. But I also think that you should always have a backup plan. And I think that this is further evidence of how government is so big that everybody is so dependent on it that now we can't even feed our kids because of big government it's wild just wild telling you now a few other things is related to this Um, this I wanted to pull this up I found this a fascinating read I first saw it over at um, New York Times and then uh, I came across it again with Daily Mail You hear a lot about the wealthy paying their fair share. The interesting thing is that America's rich, the rich people in the country, there's 140,000 millionaires across the nation. The rich are not who you think they are. There was a huge research project done, and, and it was published in the New York Times. The typical rich American is the owner of a regional business like an auto dealer or an alcohol and soft drinks distributor. This is now a book. They said that while doing research for the book, the author, Seth Stevens Davidwitz, was shocked to discover that more than 140,000 Americans who earn more than $1.5 million per year get their earnings off of what is considered an unsexy business. They're gas station owners, they're building contractors, they're auto dealers, they're drinks distributors. Business equipment, that's what they do. Or regional ownership, if you own, you know, like a bunch of auto dealerships, or if you own a bunch of like restaurant franchises, that's who these, that's who the millionaires are. This kind of dovetails with a piece that I read a couple of years ago. And it was a Forbes piece that that got into the whole claim of inherited wealth and that maybe 1% of the rich people in the United States inherit their wealth. And it's like the Waltons, uh, the Disney people, all that. But the vast majority, like 99% of them are what would be considered nouveau riche. So back in the You know, Regency, whatever, it's not even the Regency, maybe Regency era, that was it was considered new money was considered um, gross. It was, you know, the unwashed masses, you didn't have the pedigree of old money. And there was this big back and forth struggle that gilded age. Uh, series actually explores that you know all of the the people who were building the railroads and the shipping magnets and all of this stuff they were considered nouveau riche molly brown during the days of the titanic was considered nouveau riche it was actually looked down upon and in some ways i think it still kind of is because people have it in their head and i mean mostly leftists that People who are wealthy get it from someone. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, many people who are on the far left have this ideology that they can't imagine themselves earning or creating that much capital. But, you know, in reality, people are going on earning that for themselves and not and they're not all glamorous businesses. That's what I love What the survey does. They said that salaries don't make people rich nearly as often as what they they said that. Uh. They looked at the Census Bureau. 20% of auto dealerships in America have an owner that makes more than $1.5 million a year. And the first point that he came across is rich people own things. They said that rich researchers found about three times as many make the majority of their income from owning a business as from being paid a wage. This is why business owners are so important in the American economy. And they said the average record, like they were looking at over the years, like cosmetic stores and record stores and toy stores. one of the, Now, sidebar to this. I really want to see, because a lot of this is brick and mortar. I think one of the things that we saw with lockdown is businesses have changed a lot. Um, I know a lot of people like buy online. They did before even more so, you know, they did before the lockdown, but even more so after it, during it and after it. I'm really curious to, to see like people who do um, like if they have a brick, kind of a brick and mortar, it would be like a pop up store. But more often than not, they have like a warehouse. They'll just have a warehouse and then they set, their storefront is online. I'm really curious as to how that, like s- specifically serving those types of people and if that provides a lasting pathway to, you know, established earnings, established wealth. I, I think that's very interesting. But they were saying that clothing stores, cosmetic stores, you know, all of this stuff, That those, they last maybe on average about four years. Now, obviously, there's some exceptions, but on average, they last about four years. But they said the other thing that these people do, they have these unattractive, they're considered by the public as being unsexy businesses, right? And they avoid ruthless price competition. Interesting. And they have state franchising laws with auto dealers and they even have different regulations with drinks distributors. I went in and I was looking at beverage distributors. That's a they make a lot of money. And I kind of feel like, why am I not in the beverage distribution game? Holy cow, they're making bank. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that they they you know probably were well off. Oh my gosh. Now, what's fascinating about this is that the beverage distributors. They are protected by a system that was established after prohibition. So you have beverage companies that can't distribute the products themselves. So that's why you have the distribution, which is weird to me. I totally didn't even know this. So I went down this like rabbit hole last night. I was reading all about this. Fascinating. Very interesting stuff. But see, that's who those are who the people that that make the money. They're not the new. It's not. I think all the stuff that you see like on e and um, the stuff that you you know you see on the red carpets and that that is that's just Hollywood. That's not real life. The people who actually make the bank and it's lasting and it doesn't matter what's in the box office. It's these people. Fascinating stuff. Very interesting. So a few other things. I have to tell you, I have this as a headline later on. It's in my it's in my quick five headlines. Um, and I want to get to it really bad. I also want to get to this um, University of Illinois. Let me do this one first. University of Illinois Chicago. They want to ban the word obesity because they says they say that focusing on size is somehow rooted in racism. I I know. They said that they published a health brief written by a woman named Amanda Montgomery, and it addresses the weird stigma and fat phobia in public health I don't think it's fat phobia they say that focus on body size is racist they said that a majority of societies actually favored larger bodies oh my gosh I think that's also I think what she's saying is racist there's a difference between being overweight and then being morbidly obese big difference again people are trying to conflate the two And of course, it's a white socialist that's writing this. I just have to put this out. That's literally who wrote this. It's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed chick who wrote this. Just saying. So you don't want minorities to be healthy? Is that what you're saying, Amanda? (laughs) That's what it sounds like I'm reading right here. Good heavens. Now, one other quick thing. Like I said, I had this in my headlines. I'm fascinated by this. It's a weird headline. Uh, I saw it from San Francisco Gate. It says Hawaii's waging a war on aggressive chickens and the chickens are winning. I think this is hysterical. The AP reported that in the past two months, the city and county of Honolulu set traps in five areas. They caught 67 chickens costing $7,000. That's $104 a bird. They said, wait, you're laying traps. Why not? I would go out and literally grab one of them. I mean, I'm thinking eggs. I'm thinking hot wings. This is what I'm thinking of. You know, I'm thinking of like chicken tacos. I'm thinking of this stuff. Now it's $104 a bird to catch these chickens. And they say that it's it's expensive because people are vandalizing and stealing these traps. And they're trying to figure out a cost-effective solution. I cannot believe that they have to figure out a solution to this. It's food that is walking around clucking. Get it. They say that uh, residents co- uh, complain that they're they're damaging their properties. They obstruct roads. They roost in mango trees. And they make loud noises from dawn till dusk. I, f- I feel like they need to send me out there to get them. I'd chase one of them things down. I'll wear gloves. I'll chase one of them down. Man, I'll I'll take care of it. I'll come back weighing like 50 pounds more than I did going out there. It's food. It's free food. I'm just watching it. Just watching it. They said it needs to be corrected. This reminds me of this story, which is a very real story, about the Great Emu War in Australia. And how Australia literally had a battle against emus. It started as this nuisance wildlife management project, and they had to get the military involved. And the emus are kind of, they're kind of like ostriches in, a, in some way. They're, they're these big, goofy-looking, flightless birds, and they're indigenous to Australia. So soldiers actually had to go out and like try to kill these birds because they were destroying crops. They were doing all kinds of stuff. This was after, uh, this was like right actually right around the Great Depression. And there were like somehow, there were like 20,000 emus. This was out in Western Australia. They were killing the crops. They were ruining fences. Uh, I mean, just it was bad. So they had to get the military involved. And that's why they, it's not wouldn't really war, but they called it that. They had to get the military involved. And, they did not win that battle uh it did not go well for them and it reminds me the hawaiian chicken war reminds me of the great emu war of australia it's just very interesting and that was in 1932 you should look it up because it's i just think that there's better there's a lot of examples of bad wildlife management from governments i'm just saying let the hot wing fans handle the chicken problem in hawaii that's all i'm saying
1: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
0: Jimmy Lai is an absolute hero. The Hong Kong media tycoon is set to stand trial in high court over what... The CCP is claiming national security and sedition charges. Now remember, lies the founder of the defunct pro-democracy newspaper Apple Daily. He's going to be at Hong Kong's court of first instance, and the maximum penalty is life in prison. He's a Christian. He's a free speech supporter. Uh, He was pushing for Hong Kong to not be absorbed by the Communist Party of China and Beijing, and they're punishing him for it now. Remember, they went after Apple Daily, which had to cease operations last June after the CCP arrested all their senior executives and froze all their assets so pretty unbelievable that's something you're going to want to definitely watch also DHS says that they're preparing for leftist violence after the Roe v Wade decision axios reports that a leaked memo reveals the DHS is preparing for violence they say that law enforcement agencies are investigating threats to burn down or storm the Supreme Court building murder justices and clerks etc the memo war- the, yeah the memo is man this is going to be very interesting to watch we'll talk more about this coming up stay with us Marsha Blackburn is up next.
1: Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, we are
3: preparing for the end of Title 42 based on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's decision that it will end on May 23rd. That does not mean
1: that the border is open beginning on May 23rd. We continue to enforce the law's of this country. We continue to remove individuals who do not qualify for relief under the laws of this country.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, who is addressing because the title, the title 42 thing is supposed to be, I mean, this is something that's going to be happening, uh, here shortly. And he's saying, well, it doesn't May 23rd. He's saying, well, it doesn't mean that the border is open. Uh, he was uh, the DHS secretary. He was down there in RGV yesterday. And he was saying that, because this is next week when this happens, he had the Border Patrol chief uh, out with him, uh, Paul Ortiz, who used to, former uh, one of them, he used to be in charge of uh, the RGV sector. And they were, t- they were talking to Border Patrol agents, and he was saying that, you know, you heard him, it seemed like it was kind of uh, theater for the reporters that were assembled they made a big deal about this expulsion flight that and this is from borderreport.com it was in McAllen. and they had like a bad a big thing of this you know this expulsion flight and they were like look we're sending people look we're sending people back right here this is this is this is what's happening i just i just find this to be Suspicious because in April, there was a record number of apprehensions of people who were trying to illegally cross the out of their 22 year history. The agency has never, ever, ever recorded such numbers in the 22 years of its history. And I can't even imagine what those numbers are going to be next week. When the 23rd hits, and you have Title 42, that's out. It's just, it's, I mean, we've seen, I don't know how much video. People wading across the shallower parts of the Rio Grande. And I just find this trip from Mayorkas to be, I don't know, suspect. It's going to be bad. It's going to get bad next week. Joining us right now, our are, are, uh, esteemed Senator from the beautiful state of Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn, joins us. Uh, I think we, I believe we have her. Do we have her, Steve? Okay, there we go. Senator Blackburn, good to speak with you. She joins us by phone from D.C. Senator, good to have you.
2: It is good to be with you. Thank you. I,
0: I wanted to get your opinion on this trip that uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas made to the border. He was in the RGV sector. And I, I'm just really curious as to what you think. Because he, he, the timing to me, it seemed like it was theater. And he's kind of trying to get ahead a little bit of the 23rd, the Article 42 being lifted just next week. And this is on the heels of numbers coming out Uh, For how April there were more apprehensions in April. I think the higher the highest number in the entire uh, history of the agency of DHS in 22 years. What did you think that this was a genuine good show because it just seems that he went down there and they had this, you know, this expulsion flight. They did some theater. But but what are they actually going to do with personnel and and resources? I mean, where, where what are they going to do to help Border Patrol deal with this, you know, 42 being lifted? Because 23rd, I mean, just next week, it's going to be these numbers are going to
2: be even higher. Dana, you know, when you look at the mistakes that this administration is making, first of all, they don't address problems. They wait for something to become a crisis. They try to tell you that what you're seeing is not what you're seeing and what you're hearing is not true. Now, that is their modus operandi. That's how they approach it all. and. I, I honestly think they thought he was going to go that, down there, and they were going to say, no problem, we've got this under control. See, the border is under control, and he gets down there, and they find a 600-yard-long, I think it was, tunnel they're using for drugs. They have thousands of of illegal immigrants coming across the Rio Grande. We've all seen the footage of them just lined up and walking through that water. The cartels have all of these people. Cartels are global organizations. Last year, Mm -hmm. there were people from 160 different countries that came to our southern border to illegally enter our country. We know yeah. this, and i i I think that what he ended up doing was drawing attention to how out of control this border is. So uh, I think it backfired on him. It sounds like it
0: we're We're talking to Senator Marsha Blackburn. It sounds like it did backfire on him because I mean, if they already had a record number of apprehensions in April there i mean, I've heard everything from it could be double, it could be triple. And he, it too, is also weird because I he told border agents, oh, we're, we're going to get you help for for controlling the border. Well, where was <laughs> yeah. this? Where was this this offer? Because there have been all these border state governors that have been asking the
2: same thing. He, he goes down there now and offers this. Well, he goes down there saying that. But like I said, the whole thing kind of blows up and Bat there's fired. the tunnel. Yeah, you know, and you've got all these people coming across right now with Title 42 in place. You have 6,000 people a day presenting at the southern border. They estimate that it is going to be 18,000 people per day. Now, Oh, my gosh. 18,000. Now, Tennessee has 345 towns. 90% of those towns are 18,000 or fewer citizens. So it is the equivalent of a typical Tennessee town coming across that southern border every single day. California it would be the cities with a population of eighteen thousand or less in California seventy six point eight percent of their cities. Nevada eighty six point five. Arizona ninety point eight. Colorado ninety one point one percent. Illinois ninety point three percent. Georgia ninety point five percent. New York ninety one point seven percent. So Think of it, for your listeners, think of it in that vein. How many cities in your state have a population of 18,000 or less? Look Mm. at that city. It is the equivalent of the population of that city. That is the numbers of people that are going to be presenting, that they expect will present to illegally enter the United States. Now, Mm. part of the problem with this is we know that terrorists uh, also presented last year at the southern border. You had about 40 of them that their names were on the terrorist watch list. We also know from um, some of the analytics from Border Patrol that they had a minimum of 750,000 gotaways last year. 750,000, that's the minimum. On top of the 2 million that they apprehended, add to it a minimum of another 750,000 of known gotaways, people they could see on surveillance, but they couldn't find them. It's probably closer to a million or more. It could be double that. So so essentially, the border's open. The border is open. Yes, and that is of tremendous concern to me. When I hear those numbers of got away, our Border Patrol, God bless them for staying at their job, and I am greatly appreciative of their efforts. They're doing the best that they can. And if you take away Title 42, if you do not have a remain in Mexico, if you have these cartels who have people lined up ready to start flooding across that border next week. Honestly, I don't know how the Border Patrol is going to handle it.
0: We're talking with Senator Marsha Blackburn. And Senator, you were one of the uh, lawmakers who was in opposition to this Ukraine bill, the $40 billion of funding to Ukraine. And I don't think a lot of people realize uh, how a lot of this is also for State Department Other agencies, international organizations, 190 million for State Department's diplomatic programs, 150 million for global agriculture and food security. We're dealing with a baby food baby formula shortage here and we're giving 150 million dollars to some global agriculture group uh i mean there's there's some uh, 54 million additionally to the cdc uh that it's supposed to be some sort of bilateral assistance to ukraine talk to us a little bit about this because this is not just about it sounds like a slush fund honestly
2: Well, and that was my concern. First of all, there were no accountability metrics that were on this funding. We want to know who the money is going to, when the money is going to be released. There's still money in the pipeline that has not been used for Ukraine. And we've had a terrible time figuring out when that money was going. I support the Ukrainian people and what they're doing in defending their country. And I want to make certain they have everything they need to defend their country. But Dana, as you laid out, there is a portion of this which I'm all for. I would vote for what is going into military assistance. Where I did have questions and why I voted no was because there were no uh controls or accountability measures. Mm. There was money in there to go to the State Department and to different uh nongovernmental agencies and USAID things that really had nothing to do with the fight in Ukraine. There was money in there for the Ukrainian government for um, pensions and uh, things of, of that nature. We need to be focused on helping the Army with what they need defend themselves and carry this out. Uh, There was $110 million in there to rebuild the U.S. Embassy. We don't need to be doing that right now. What we need to do is be sure Ukraine has what they need to defend themselves. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: Mm -hmm. uh, I just had a problem with another $40 billion that was going, didn't have the accountability or the controls, and what we need to do is make certain we're putting money into securing the southern border we do have the baby need formula to spend our, issue. our money smartly yeah exactly
0: that's right. i have i i got two quick things to ask you talking sure. with senator marsha blackburn i appreciate your time with us uh we got about maybe a little bit about two minutes left but i wanted to ask you really quickly as well um first off the uh the formula shortage Uh, Hearing that it may not be till next month before the Abbott facility is up and running. And that all seems to be at uh, the discretion of the FDA and government agencies. Uh, What do we know about that? Is that I mean, could we or is there any any effort underway by the administration to stop cracking down on imports from Europe? I've
2: said we need
0: an Operation
2: Warp Speed, and we need it now, <laughs> and yes. we need it on baby formula. Uh, the FDA needs to get that plant with Abbott open immediately. Let Abbott move forward opening that plant. And then the FDA and USTR need to waive the restrictions on baby formula coming from um, Canada, the EU, and the UK and get that into our supply chain immediately, you know, those are two things they could do today. They Mm -hmm. could have done them last week. They could have done them two weeks ago, two months ago. They knew about this issue last fall they didn't do anything. They say they started working on this in February, but so far there has not been a deliverable that we can point to mm-hmm. and say this is what is going to help.
0: Right, right. Last quick question for you, Senator Blackburn. The disinformation board came out today. Uh, the woman that was uh, supposed to head this has apparently stepped away from it, Nina Jankowitz, and we're hearing that uh, the administration paused this insane board that was about censorship. Uh, you say, which I agree with, pausing is not enough; it needs to be permanently shut down. No oversight. We don't even know wh- who's all on this board except for the woman who was running it. Apparently, uh, do can we can we get like I guess confirmation from lawmakers that that, that y'all got this shut down? This was crazy. This is very Orwellian.
2: It is Orwellian, and we are trying to get them to completely shut this down and give up this issue. Dana, the deal is they felt like, and we are going to put restrictions on social media, Uh, we're uh, putting in place legislation. Uh, They have seen the hearings that we have held. They know that this is coming. So they don't want to give up that control. They have to be Mm -hmm. able to control the message or they will not win. So they decided they would put this board together and the board would tell big tech what they could and could not say. Yeah,
0: there you go. Well, we are appreciative of your efforts on this. Tennessee, Senator Marsha Blackburn, always appreciate it. And thank you so much for watching out for the American taxpayer too with that $40 billion. Thank you. Slush fund. Uh-huh. We appreciate your time. Thank you.
1: The Dana Show. You're not going to answer this question, but how about this one? How does one qualify as fully human? What makes a human being? What makes a person a human being is right. them being born, number one. That's why oh. we have birthdays.
0: That's why we have birthdays because that's, you know, only humans have birthdays. Nobody else has a day of birth. Everyone else just apparates into existence from the ether. That's what happens. That's, I don't know, some hearing on the Capitol and some of the stupidest sound bites. Save those sound bites, Steve. Some of the stupidest sound bites possible crazy all right today's stupidity sorry i was running out of time steve go you're
3: good biden's trying to talk about his grandpa to the families (laughs) my grandpop used to say when i walked out of his home in scranton he'd say joey spread the faith and my grandma would yell no joey i mean he say keep the faith my grandma would say no joey spread the faith
0: wow that i totally robbed that folks back with you tomorrow have a great night